Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. Just want to talk about a couple things this time. Employment and inflation. They're kind of the top of the list. Quick look at the numbers. Initial claims are working their way down. Unemployment rate down to 5.8. It is slowly working its way down. What we have is headline inflation come up to 5. Core inflation, 3.8. Core is without food and energy. So we're in a little piece of an inflation spike, not a cycle, just a short-term little spike. I'll get back to that later. Oil, $70 a barrel. I think it's going to be there for a while. Its industry is kind of helping it be there. Demand isn't any more than it was before the lights went out. There's some refineries. There's some pipelines. There's some things that are keeping the price up not the least of which is a, a little more summer driving, but that will probably clarify itself before we get into the fourth quarter. Yields have come down everywhere on the yield curve. The 30-year is down below 220. Uh, the three-month has stabilized. We had a little mini bond rally. It's over now. Even mortgages are down below three again. Why is that? Well, this short recession is very different on the employment side because unemployment dropped dramatically very quickly and it's still down there, brewing a little bit. In many respects, a lot of these people are out here, well, some are looking for jobs and there's a lot of new hires out there. It's just adjusting for where we were a year ago. But the new hires really aren't flowing so quickly right now because they're here. They're still getting very generous unemployment benefits, both federal, local, all kinds of things, supplements. And until these programs run out, a lot of these people aren't going back to work. There is, however, a lot of people quitting jobs. They're going from $14.50 an hour jobs to $16.50 an hour jobs. There's a fair amount of that and adjusting and people in the supply chain looking for labor to help them move along. The restaurants are the classic example right now. Inflation in grocery stores is on its way down. It's restaurants that are expensive, part because their supply chain is still very weak. A lot of their suppliers can't get people. So they're hiring them away from, well, you can fill in the blanks. We have to wait until this unemployment compensation thing is over. With a lot of luck, this will be predominantly by the end of summer. I hope it doesn't have to wait till the end of the year. Then a lot of these new jobs will be filled. So those of you that look for problems in the economy, and that's understandable, here's where you go. You look at the spreads. The spreads meaning the difference between the yields on a corporate bond and treasuries. When the spreads widen, you see these little peaks, 2008, and when the lights go out, these big peaks when the spreads widen. That indicates there's a lot of concern about what's going on in the bond market predominantly, but in the economy as a whole. Well, spreads have tightened. There is very little worry of the economy. There's certainly no worry about the fear of inflation or that this recovery won't stay on track, or that interest rates will go up, or that there are bubbles in the equity market, none of that stuff. There is a fair amount of buying going on, 
part and parcel because of this. I've mentioned in some of my old presentations, there was a lot of worry about pension plans being underfunded. Most of that is state and local government pensions, which are still underfunded. This is corporate America here. They were underfunded for a little while, but then this last 15 months, they've gotten great returns in the equity market. So they're taking their, gee, my pension plan is fully funded now because the equity market has done so well. They're selling their equities, buying bonds. That's a concept in the business called asset liability matching, meaning you do great in equities, then you sell them, buy some bonds that guarantee the liabilities you have for your pension recipients going forward. This is a very productive part of corporate America. Not only are earnings very good, their pension liabilities are pretty much going away. That's a good thing. That's also not inflationary. The equity markets, everybody's pretty much been a part of this. NASDAQ has adjusted. It has cooled off a little bit. It's not created any bubbles. The S&P 500 and the Dow are still on a good slope making money. Not dramatic. Again, no bubbles yet. This is good news. Even considering the estimates for earnings, which are through the roof for next quarter, this is not a worrisome market for anyone. As a reminder in an update, you get a lot of media play about, gee, there aren't any semiconductors and everybody's shutting down. Well, some people are shutting down for a variety of reasons, but it's in many ways not because of the lack of semiconductors. Shipping is still going on. Most of these are flown. They're not sitting on a boat outside of Long Beach waiting to get in here. They're getting where they need to go. It has been the very rapid recovery of demand for places like cars, and a number of other things, and cars use a lot of chips. The demand picked up so quickly that a fire in a semiconductor plant in Japan and an equally mysterious fire in a plant in Taiwan kind of slowed things down a little bit, but they're getting back online. It is too fast, too quickly, the entire transportation side of things, which is where most of our inflation is, they want cars. The car rental agencies, which is the biggest component of inflation right now, is a through-the-roof cost of renting a car. They want new cars. Well, they have to replace the cars they sold when the lights went out, but everybody's out buying the same cars at the same time. That's why the used car market is just doing as well as it is. This will adjust. This will adjust quickly. The Mustang, they're closing production on that. The Camaro, a few others. Those kind of vehicles that use a lot of chips are just gonna have to wait until everybody catches up. Most Americans, I mean, they want everything, they want it now and they want it delivered. And that's kind of where we are with transportation. The other side here is, well, people are getting back on airplanes. They're going on junkets. They're not going on mass junkets around the world anymore. There's a lot more specialized focused higher end travel going on. I don't believe these numbers are gonna get back to where they were in 2019. The business side of this component is significantly reduced. And there's a lot of people out there they'll probably never get on an airplane again for whatever reason, whether it's the airplane or where they're going. But that is picking up and that's part of the transportation and that's part of the, gee, these people wanna rent cars. End of the year, That'll be resolved. A couple of questions about household debt. And yes, it's true that 
Household debt has doubled since 2003. Well, okay. Here are basically the numbers, $10 trillion in mortgages. But on the side there, you'll notice that even more than auto loans, the largest component that's still out there in household debt is student loans. It's a big number. We went through a very expensive round of education, higher education, job training, all kinds of things. Well, I think that's going to change over the course of time. Don't be surprised if this is not magically forgiven. Most of these people are very up-to-date and have paid these off. Those that have had forbearance on this are going to have to start paying them again. And probably the very small number of people that won't, I don't think they're going to get a miracle that they don't have to pay this obligation off. It's a big number. It's an important number, and it's a, a number that most people take very seriously. Finally, there is an issue going on out there about everything that's going on in the West. California is recovered very quickly and is probably the number one economy right now in the U.S. There are some other issues going on. Those of you that are familiar with Lake Mead, which is that big puddle of water behind Hoover Dam, well, the level of water in Lake Mead right now is down where it was in the 1930s. It is down about 540 feet from where it was at height. So those straws that are in there sucking water out of it, Phoenix, Las Vegas, and all the power generation are going to have to do something else. They've already cut electrical generation 25%. And by the end of July, that'll probably be half. It will continue to worsen because this year, certainly this year, not only is it the worst drought since they've been monitoring it for droughts, California is a great example. I mean, the mountains of California usually provide about 8 million acre-feet of water every year. This year is less than two. That's going to have an impact everywhere, but mostly in agriculture, which uses most of the water in California. It's not the swimming pools in Long Beach. It's the almonds, the avocados, the strawberries, that sort of thing. That's why there's inflation on the fruit and vegetable side of the grocery store. It's because California can't do it. Quick reminder, uh, those of you that enjoy almonds, like me, one almond takes a gallon of water. If you enjoy avocados, like me, an avocado is about 18 gallons of water, just one. Those things have to be produced where they have the water. That's Mexico, Central, maybe a little bit of South America. Those markets are simply going to have to adjust. And agriculture in California is going to change. How this water thing is resolved is going to have to happen here in a hurry because there isn't any. There is no backup plan. And it doesn't matter if you're standing in a courtroom with a stack of documents saying, in 1937, we agreed to do well. It just isn't there. Arizona has had huge numbers of new manufacturing. Uh, Intel, everybody. They're all going to Arizona, cheap labor. There's some motivations. The water problem starts this year, and it may not be resolved for the foreseeable future. Even if we had a couple of incredibly wet years here in Colorado, and yes, this all depends on Colorado, that doesn't mean they're going to get back to where they were. Refilling Lake Mead, well, it's problematic. Anyway, that's all for now, and this 
isn't a major factor of what's going on in the U.S. economy, but it is going to be a part of the inflation formula going forward, and things are just going to have to change out here. Well, thanks for joining me. If there are any questions, I'm always glad to help answer those. That's info at shwj.com. Have a great couple of weeks.